I Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles just came out on the Switch, the uh, the remaster, and I loved the game on GameCube. And I just watched the trailer, and now I'm kind of on the fence about the remaster. <laughs> oh no, is it not good? I don't know. Well, I just don't know if the game holds up, but they're doing an mm. interesting thing where like it's multi-platform uh, crossplay, so it's Switch and PlayStation and iOS and Android. So is it multiplayer or what? I don't know mm-hmm. anything about Crystal Chronicles. Oh, dude. Okay, so start start recording. Let's talk about Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> I'm recording now. All right, all right. Okay, so Crystal Chronicles, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is an offshoot Final Fantasy game where you are, uh, okay, like standard Final Fantasy story, you're going to go rejuvenate some magical crystals, yay, but to do that, you They sure like their crystals, don't they? They love their crystals. Uh, Almost to the point where you could write a chronicle about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have to traverse through these areas that are filled with a miasma of some kind, and if you if you linger in the miasma, you take damage. And so it's Metroid get... Prime Two Echoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. That um, does in fact feature crystals that have been corrupted by miasma. Oh my god. Okay, so that give you damage. <laughs> So to avoid damage, you have to carry, I forget what they called it because it's been a while since I played the game, but you have to carry this um, this object that sort of wards away the miasma in a circle around you. And it's a circle that's just big enough for you and three other people to stand in and fight monsters as they come up. Mm-hmm. And you have to, your character has to physically carry this object uh, to move it. And so while you're carrying it, you can't do anything else. So if you're playing a single player, you have to like pick it up, put it down, fight some things, pick it up, put it down, fight some things. Oh. Um, but the the idea was it was originally on GameCube, and it was the maybe not the first game, but definitely the game that really stressed the link cable between the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance. Do you remember this? I do remember that. So so what the what the cool thing was is it was four player co-op so you could take turns like carrying the I want to say chalice for some reason but I don't know if that's the right the right word uh carrying this object and fighting and whatever and the way that you did that was you hooked your Game Boy Advance up to the GameCube and then your Game Boy Advance became your inventory screen Interesting Yeah and they also I did remember- like some there are a couple games that did some absolute crazy shit with the Game Boy Advance Link Cable. Mm-hmm. I never had one, so I missed out on oh, all that. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I, I loved... The, the GameCube was, like, our first home console. Uh, my dad actually went to... Do you remember KB Toys? I do remember KB Toys. So KB Toys, uh, when they were closing down in California, my dad visited a KB Toys on its, like, last day. Uh, was he... Yeah, no, it was definitely KB Toys. Um, it was like it's it's last day before closing permanently, and they had a GameCube cabinet. So like the the ones that they would use to sell the GameCube, right, with oh, the controllers like the, attached. The demo. Yeah, like the demo thing. It console. had like the GameCube sign on it, a TV, a little dome that goes over the GameCube, uh, and he bought that from them. Because what were they going to do with it? You know, like send yeah. it back to the w- warehouse of this company that's going bankrupt? No. So they sold it to him and he brought it home. We had that in our garage as our first game console. So I was, what? I was whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell so I yeah. was just wholly bought in on GameCube, right? 
and so Crystal Chronicles did this thing right with the game uh, with the link cable to the Game Boy. And it also did like some uh, hidden mission type stuff. So like each player would have their own unique goals and that was displayed on the Game Boy, but not to the rest of the players. Interesting. So there were things like, oh, you get more gold uh, when players take damage or uh, if you deal damage to somebody else intentionally, like that'll get you this reward. Or if you steal <laughs> all the gold this round, that'll get you some reward. And so it was a lot of like uh, uh, sort of like... Um, hidden role mechanics as well uh i don't know if they've carried that over to the new one but i think it'd be interesting to have like okay you've got you know one player on switch you've got another player on an iphone you've got another player on an android and it's all online play um so maybe you and i could play it at some point but the the thing is is they didn't really remaster all that much it seems like like the graphics still seem kind of shitty the gameplay seems kind of slow it might be one of those games that's better off left in my nostalgia uh but i i have a lot of uh a lot of good memories about it well i've heard very uh good things about crystal chronicles so uh i don't know maybe it's worth picking up yeah uh how about you what have you uh what have you been playing lately just more you, Final Fantasy XIV. Do you have to ask? <laughs> I realized as I was saying those words, but it's good. I mean, you're getting you're getting uh, uh, more people into the game. Yeah, some friends uh, that I knew from college, I got into the game or like joined up on their own, and so I introduced them to my other friend group, and so we just played together for the first time last night. It was real fun. That's lovely. I feel like it's going to be stuff like that that really brings the world back together. You know? Yeah. Hey, let's let's all band together against uh, this virtual monster <laughs> let's take a break from banding together against real world monsters yeah it, it, it's relaxing at this point yeah well that's good that's really good and then you've been boiling alive because the weather is hot there it's not boiling alive it's 80 degrees it's very nice see i'm it, i'm british now that's horrible <laughs> you're going to become gammon yeah <laughs> It'll just turn beet red and start sweating yep. every time it goes above like 65 i've i've effectively become mr freeze ice to meet you <laughs> do you want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to get things started. I like the old opening better. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated by the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 4, Isolated in Cyberspace, Part 3. There's a lot of numbers in that. (laughs) Three, four, three. Cyber. Oh, isn't that the uh, wasn't that the Halo Studio? Oh the, yeah, three four three industries. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. This is an interesting episode. This is the last of of a three parter. This is the one where stuff actually happens finally. I we'll talk about it in a okay. second. the The recap of the last two episodes. This is a first for me. I enjoyed the recap, kind of. I don't even remember the recap. It was like I might have not even watched it. It was actually well done. 
you know, mostly, you know, when they do these multi-parters, they do a recap that's just like, it's just like listening to an episode of our podcast uh, where it's, you know, okay, point by point, here's what happened. This one had like editing gimmicks. It had like a slash uh, uh, wipe that looked like somebody like raked some claws through the screen. Uh, it had dramatic camera movements. It was actually, I, I don't, I was surprised. It was nice. No, I'll have to go back uh, and watch it. But the uh, the translated title for this episode was the the translated. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> uh, let's see. B l u l o l m. The translated title for this episode is "The Rainbow Arch Strikes Back." Uh, okay. And the summary says, uh, "The summary says, with his life points almost gone and Gansley's strategy working perfectly, Yugi calls on his deck master Karibo to help him win the duel. In a different realm of cyberspace, Tei is kidnapped by a group of Hit- Hitotsume. <laughs> Tei is kidnapped by a group of Hitotsume giants, but is later saved by a penguin." Yeah. I'm just going to let that sentence kind of simmer <laughs> there for a second. Uh, Jimmy, how did you feel about the start of this episode? Uh, uh, it starts off fine, I guess. I mean, <laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> we're in the middle of everything. We're in the know. middle of a duel. Yeah. It's like every other Yu Gi Oh episode. Um, does it, is it just me or does Kaiba's voice sound less gravelly than it used to be? You know, I think it does. I think a part of that is that, you know, in the whole Kaiba side of the story for this three-parter, we've been getting their, like, flashback kind of, like, flashback but not really a flashback sequences. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is that he's doing the kid Kaiba voice as well as the teenager adult Kaiba. Kaiba vo- yeah, I hesitate to say adult. adult Kaiba, but... Uh, Slightly less kid Kaiba. Modern, modern Kaiba. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, oh, hello. Pepper just came in. It is apparently raining outside. (laughs) He is soaking wet. Um, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's not like, um, I think he's laid off some of the cigarettes in the virtual world. I think is what's happened to Kaiba. Yeah. I was actually looked it up. I was wondering if they like change voice actors, but it's the same guy. So maybe he just got tired of having to get that low and hurting his throat the whole time. Yeah. You know, I, I often wonder about that. Like for folks that have a career, uh, based on like a gravelly voice, like, do they just not talk when they're not working? Do they like live on lemon tea and honey? Yeah. How do you keep your, your vocal cords from getting wrecked all the time? Cause if you listen to interviews with, um, like Gilbert Gottfried, right? Like he doesn't sound like that all the time. He sounds like a normal person, but he's known yeah, for to, being like, he has to play up top. for the voice. Right. Right. You charge extra for the voice. Yeah. That, that's why you're a professional. You right. don't do it for free. But no, I agree. I think, I think Kaiba does sound different. And I, I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. It, it sounds more like a, like an actual teenager would, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like somebody who's going through that time of his life. Hello, whiny boy. What's happening? Jeez. Pepper just storms in like he owns the place. <laughs> I mean, he Dripping does. wet. Well, he does. That's true. 
the the thing that I like about the start of this episode is it starts with our classic Yu-Gi-Oh trope, which is the villain yes. realizing, ah, this thing right here that I have in my hands could make all my dreams come true right away. But that'd be boring. <laughs> yeah, Gansley could beat Yugi immediately, as we come to find out. But he just chooses not to in order to make it for- more fun. And like, dude, your entire future and like your actual mind is on the lines here. So why do you want to risk yeah. it? <laughs> just beat this child. Take his body. I... I, you know, like, I think this should be a lesson for all of us. Like, if you ever feel like something is too easy, that's probably fine, actually. <laughs> you're probably, you're probably okay. There's a quote, I think, easy. from Terry Pratchett in one of the, uh, the Discworld novels where he describes this, where you can tell when someone is... If you're, like, being held hostage by someone, you better hope they're evil because an evil person will want you to, they will rent, they'll want to relish your death and like put it off like you would a cigar. Mm. Uh, whereas a good person will just like shoot you instantly and be done with it. So you better a hope your good person will shoot you and be done with it. There's, <laughs> there's the audience. As opposed to episode. like, <laughs> as opposed to like standing around and monologuing and making sure that you you know that you're about to die and all that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, you, you, you don't. You don't ever see the hero of the film make the no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die speech. No, that, that just puts off like the chance of this person like getting out of their shackles and like coming after you, which happens right. in like every movie. Yeah. That and like the the villain has the hero kidnapped and then they turn to their goons and they're like, kill him. And then they just walk off. Instead of standing and watching and making sure they're dead. Oh, man. Speaking of, I had Lauren watch the Sister Act for the first time. She'd never seen it before. Have you seen Sister Act? Nope. Holy shit. Jimmy, watch the Sister Act. It is one of the most 90s movies of all time. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, uh, who else is in it? Maggie Smith. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy. Um, oh, I've seen uh, like screenshots of this harvey keitel yeah yeah yeah. so uh, uh we're gonna watch sister act 2 soon as well which is one of my uh favorites uh so sister act is Whoopi goldberg plays a vegas lounge singer or a reno pardon me reno lounge singer who is dating harvey keitel's character who's like a um you know he's he's a he's a, a big shot in the mafia but she doesn't fully understand that and she witnesses him killing a guy because he didn't get the, I don't know, drug shipment or whatever on time. Or no, he uh, it's because he goes to the cops and starts telling the cops about the illegal stuff he's doing. Um, so he kills the guy. Whoopi Goldberg sees it. She goes to the cops. The cops put her in witness protection in a convent in San Francisco. Record scratch. So it's, <laughs> so it's yeah, exactly. So it's Whoopi Goldberg as a nun. pardon me as a lounge singer who is forced to pretend to be a nun (laughs) and uh it's it maggie smith is the the head nun i don't know what the she's the mother superior or whatever um but she uh gets fed up with uh whoopi goldberg's character and ends up putting her in the choir because the choir is horrible 
And then she ends up taking over the choir and making it actually a very lovely choir. And they do pop songs and All they, right, you've sold through the me power of their music, get more people to come to the church, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, anyway, it has the most excellent moment of exactly what you're saying there where uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but there's a moment where it looks like she is going to get got. And the bad guy says to his goons, all right, kill her. And the goons are there, guns to her head. And she's in her full, like, nun getup. And she just, like, crosses herself, pretends to pray. And the two guys are like, we can't kill a nun. <laughs> uh, and, and so it's, it's this back and forth of, like, well, no, she's not a, she's not a nun. And then they're like, but, well, she looks like a nun. <laughs> she acts like a nun. She's, she's a nun. And, you know, it, it, anyway, watch the movie. It's incredibly 90s. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening here. Gansley is like, uh, you know, I, I could do it, but eh, I want to. I want to watch this teenage boy this. squirm a little before I eradicate, before I eradicate him in this duel and steal his body and leave his mind here for eternity. What is he, he, he uses a word to describe Yugi's body and I didn't write it down. Do you remember what it was? He says like, he doesn't say puny. He doesn't say scrawny. Was it scrawny? It might, it might be scrawny. I, I just remember him saying something and realizing, oh, you're objectifying Yugi's body in a weird way. <laughs> like you're not, you're not just objectifying it. You're like uh, kicking the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this teenage body holds up. <laughs> and you could use some work. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Teo wakes up in a cave. Hey, here's a question I literally just thought of. Huh. If his plan actually worked and Yugi's mind was stuck there, yep. would the Pharaoh's mind also be stuck there? Or would Gansley show up in this teenage body and suddenly be shocked to find out he has company? <sighs> Probably the latter because the Millennium Puzzle would be transferred to anyone that beats Yugi in a duel, right? That's how the Millennium Puzzle works. I think so, yeah. So he'd probably become Yami Gansley, <laughs> which it's is terrifying to, to think of. It's time to business. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, no better way to become... <laughs> good businessman than to suddenly gain the uh the benefit of five thousand years of experience the powers of the pharaoh yeah <laughs> he's got upper management written all over him oh god uh uh taya taya wakes up in a cave yeah yep that happens do we she... want to talk about this i don't know taya just wakes up in the cave and is like pondering the ramifications of hard light holograms yeah okay she ponders what answer does she come to because she wakes up and she goes oh man this really isn't my day bummer and then yeah. she thinks wait a second this is virtual why does my face hurt <laughs> how does this work eh, i don't know <laughs> and then she like looks over and sees the giants and goes eh, fuck it <laughs> that's basically it that's basically it yeah she she's on this like to a she doesn't come to any sort of conclusion about the nature no. of reality. No. So she's on this like stone pedestal and she looks over and she sees like a dozen Hitotsume giants uh, boiling some water. Did that water look weird to you? Yeah. It was just like it, a big weird cauldron. 
It boy, it, well, it, the boiling animation like didn't fit the cauldron. It was like here's here's the surface of the water, and then a smaller circle in the middle is where the water is boiling, like a perfect circle. It kind of looked like a weird butthole. <laughs> I wonder if there was something in there, like skulls or something, that they edited out. Oh, actually, that would make a lot of sense. I, I bet you if you pull up the wiki, they'll have something on that. Um, but the thing, the reason that Taya doesn't like really dwell on it is because she's too worried about her friends. She has this oh, moment yeah. of like, oh man, bummer. I'm stuck with these giants that are going to eat me. I hope my friends are okay. Yeah. And she makes some, some thing. I forget what she says exactly, but she's like, oh no, I'm going to be their lunch or something like that. She's like, I'm all alone, but wait, I'm never alone. I'm not <laughs> actually alone. I have the power of friendship. Therefore, because I'm not she alone. is the... She is the capital B, capital F, best friend. Yep. Uh, we cut back to Yugi. There's a lot of Yugi talking in this duel. And I, I took a screenshot for you, Jimmy, that I, I wonder if you can put on the Instagram or something. It'll be our first Instagram post in a while. Uh, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass to like get screenshots and then transfer them to my phone somehow to upload them to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> upload from your computer. Is that a thing i think well now that i've said it (laughs) two podcasters that don't know how to use instagram um but no the the thing the thing that was funny to me about this scene was it's clear at least in this episode that they're moving to new animators and i really like the style uh it's it feels a lot more clean than previous episodes like the lines Mm. are sharper um (laughs) except Yugi's mouth throughout this entire duel gets persistently smaller. And I sent you a screenshot where he's talking about uh he, he's sort of monologuing his way through what he thinks Gansley is gonna do on his next turn, and he says he can activate reflector hole, and his mouth is the tiniest it gets, and it is like the size of a nostril. That is a very tiny mouth. I did not notice this. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. And it's, I, it might just be because of the size of his eyes, like because Yugi has such large eyes, maybe that makes his mouth look smaller. But no, this is an impossibly small mouth, and it's very funny to me. <laughs> What's the, the quote from Strong Bad when he's coming up with Stinko Man and about how he has to make his mouth super tiny when it's closed, ridiculously huge when it's open? Oh, yeah. God, Stinko Man is so good. Uh, the, God, I really don't have any other, the notes for, I'm, okay, the notes for the first five minutes of this episode are slim, because very little happens. Uh, Yugi draws a card in this duel that I think we'll spend some time talking about, called Rainbow Blessing. (laughs) Rainbow Rainbow Blessing Blessing is the card that we all need in 2020. Rainbow Blessing is... Uh, a heavenly scene with a rainbow stretching between two clouds. I'm going to pull up this actual card so we can have a look at it. And yeah, it's literally like... It's like an MS Paint drawing of like a Sunday school version of what heaven looks like. Yeah. For like yeah, literal basically. toddlers. It's literally <laughs> just a rainbow bridge going up to some clouds with two pillars that aren't holding anything up. It's a uh, it's a level from Kid Icarus. <laughs> uh, do you, what's the card text on on Rainbow Blessing? What are the actual rules? Is this the actual card text? 
Equip. No, that's a. It says custom card. What's that? What's the actual card say? Oh yeah, it is the actual text. Rainbow blessing. Equip only to Karibo. You can tribute the equipped monster to allow monsters you control to attack your opponent directly this turn. Oh, okay. So that's exactly what happens here. All right. Uh, spoilers for the end of the episode, but yes. Oh, sorry. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I know we all care about spoilers of this episode we're about to tell you about. Uh, so he he draws Rainbow Blessing, and then there's a really interesting scene where the two Yugi's converse with Karibo? Yeah, does Karibo enter the Mind Palace? It kind of cuts away to show Yugi and the Pharaoh standing in just with a black background and it's just them. But then Karibo is also yeah. there. Yeah. It's kind of implied that Karibo can hear what they're saying too. So I think there's on some level, there is like a y- Yami Karibo. Is there a, <laughs> a, 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 there's a, there's a spirit world Karibo that is it's also a, present. It's an angrier, dark, uh, lower voiced Karibo. <laughs> oh man. Instead oh, of going, oh, oh. That exists. That exists. Have we ever talked about all the different versions of Karibo? I think we mentioned a lot of them. We've mentioned a lot of them. There was a, um, back when I was playing Duel Links, there was a great event that was all about Karibo and like you could gain points to unlock special Karibo. Um, Let me see if I can find, uh, there's Winged Karibo, which is in GX, obviously. Um, there's like a metal Karibo, which is just like a perfect sphere. There's a, I know there's like a swashbuckler Karibo. Um, there's junk Karibo, which is just all one word, junk Karibo. There's link Karibo. I was just looking Karibo at link Karibo. Clear Karibo. Here we go. List of Karibo cards. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Clear Karibo. Junk Karibo. Karibo. Karibo token. Kariborn. Link Karibo. Perform a pal karibo <laughs> Go back. What was that? <laughs> Perform a Are those the ones that's like they're all like stage magicians or something? Yeah, they're like animals that are also instruments that are also stage that's magicians. Here, I'll I'll send you the link here. Um Performapal Karibobal uh <laughs> wears like a sleeping cap. Oh, he's and adorable. It's like a striped tail with a star on it. Oh, I, I actually like him. it. He's here to celebrate. This is Karibo on Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Rainbow Karibo, <sighs> Relink Karibo, Sphere Karibo, Winged Karibo, Winged Karibo level 9, Winged Karibo level 10. What happened to the of... first eight Karibos? <laughs> ah, fuck them. <laughs> Uh oh oh pardon me Wind Karibo the it finally loaded Wind Karibo level ten is a great card it is literally just a dragon carrying Karibo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I think I think it is Karibo in the spirit world conversing with Yugi and it's the, the uh, especially it's the heart of the cards, Karibo. Yeah, yeah. Especially given what they talk about in a little bit, where it's like they learn stuff from Karibo, but like how is that? How is that possible? Because Karibo only says It's like a it's like a like a Yoshi. Bring <laughs> ha. Um uh, Gensley has a good line here. 
He says, you'll have all the time in the world to contemplate the grim horror of your future. Sounds fun, right? <laughs> Which is basically just 2020 in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm spending a lot of my free time contemplating the grim horror of my future. A, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, We cut back to Taya, sort of realizing that she's going to be eaten. Uh, she's looking around. She's in this deep hole. And suddenly a vine rope falls down. She looks up and it is a penguin standing at the top of this pit. Like I'm getting rescued by record scratch. A penguin? Question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) Yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. And she's like, well, I guess I don't have any choice. And she like crawls up the vine and then like the penguin is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, it pulls like a David Blaine. Right? Like, it just gone. <laughs> it waddled away as fast as it could. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we cut back to the Kaiba brothers, where Seto is saving Mokuba from a bottomless pit. Oh, yeah. Because he, I guess he's just been hanging there since the last episode. Right, right. S- since he tried to open up the, uh, the illusion of their, like, childhood um, orphanage. And he just falls right in, uh, in down into a bottomless pit. Yeah, Mokuba kind of had that that moment of anger where he was like, "I want things to go back to the way they were when you called me Moki and we were friends." Uh, and he he slams the door open, and it's a bottomless pit. Yeah. Uh, now it's a cliffside. They sort of uh, get back to the the top of this cliff, and Kaiba realizes that somehow Noah's software simulates touch, which I thought they had already done. Didn't we have an entire mini story arc about this in the last season or like two seasons ago? Which one are you thinking of? The the last time they were in the virtual realm. Yeah. Well, okay. That was a different thing. That was, they're trapped in these pods, and if they die in the game, their brain function stops, and then their bodies rot because they're trapped in a physical, like, device. Mm-hmm. God, that's dark now that I think about it. Uh, this seems to have actual, like, physical pain that they experience. It's not necessarily, like oh, you're, you're taking over a video game character. Yeah, it's not like force feedback. You right. can actually get hurt by these things. Yeah, this is direct damage to your actual body. So is it like hard light holograms like in Star Trek? I think so. I would think so. That or because like... Because um... like, it's not like they're just perceiving all this because they're hooked up to like brain helmets or something. No, they're they're in a physical... Yeah. They're in a room. I... Part of me thinks that it's maybe like... um, Do you remember that scene in Spider-Man Far From Home when he's projecting images onto the building? Oh, and it's it's all a bunch of drones and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And there's like physical objects there, but the image that you're seeing might be different. Yes. Maybe it's something like that where it's like there's a bunch of robots... And then they're projecting images onto the robots. So like when 
uh, Taya felt that rock hit her face, like maybe that was, <laughs> it was a just drone, a robot punching, like her. smacking her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like maybe maybe when you know Mogaba's hanging from the cliff, maybe he's only like two feet up off a off a box or something, right? And there's a fan <laughs> in the room. I think we're putting a lot more thought into this than the the writers did. Probably, probably, yeah. But that's okay. Anyway, that's Kaiba, that's kind of yeah. Kaiba ponders this, and he believes that uh, Noah has created quote virtual software as opposed to <laughs> other kinds of software. Uh, yeah, Mokuba struggles through a line related to that. Uh, the you could you could hear oh the voice actor God. actually have difficulty with this line. Mokuba says, "I thought we had the latest virtual software, Seto." But this place feels way more real than any cyber environment I've seen in my whole life. On the entire Netscape, I've never seen so much <laughs> on the information superhighway. Uh, jeepers, what a mosaic. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, truly, truly we're now dealing with the first Internet Explorers uh, in this new age. Thank you. Everything is so um, shiny and chrome. Firefox. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's you know, it's it's just them being like, oh, this Noah guy, he's real smart. Wow, what a crazy cyber world we're in. It, the thing that stood out to me the most about this scene, though, I want to I wanna ask if you've noticed this. Kaiba's jacket has always been ridiculous, but in this scene especially, it hit me, oh, the things this man wears are nuts. <laughs> it is. It's true, though. His freaking like eighty shoulder pads crack me up. Absolutely bonkers. Because it's not just like yes, it's you know big eighties shoulder pads. The jacket is like white leather. It looks like I can't imagine what else it would be. It's white leather. These pointy yet puffy shoulder pads that go up like a foot and then his sleeves are black and skin tight and not only are they skin tight to make sure they stay on he's got like all those belts like cinched to his arms yeah now i'm trying to figure out i i can't think of an episode where we've seen kaiba not wear a jacket are the sleeves part of the jacket or is he wearing a sleeveless white leather trench coat? I'm pulling up pictures of Kaiba just so I can like examine his ridiculous outfit. I think the jacket itself is like a vest coat and then he's wearing uh-huh. a long sleeve coat underneath that. Oh Okay, okay. Now, I'm, I am looking up pictures here. I think you're right. I'm looking at cosplay specifically, because I, I trust them to be the most accurate. <laughs> How to actually make Kaiba's outfit work in real life. And it does seem to be a sleeveless white leather coat. <laughs> which is a look. I can't, I can't think of anyone else who has ever pulled off such a thing i'm just amazed um, he's also... able to get his color to pop like that all the time 
He's got to have like it, cardboard inside it or something. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be starched or something. I'm going to send you a picture, Jimmy, which is an amazing work of art. Somebody color swapped the Kaiba brothers. So they put Mokuba's yellow jacket <laughs> onto Kaiba with his blue and green striped shirt. This is hideous. And then, and then just put Mokuba in white and black. It's it's beautiful. It reminds me of Arcana. I have seen um, anyway, both of these yeah, people so that... in Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's one of those things that like it doesn't really hit you until you see a, a a marked change in the animation style. And like I said earlier, like the lines are really crisp this episode. The lighting is also really good, and it just hit me like, oh damn, that jacket is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still just can't believe he needs these like belts that do nothing on his arms. Yeah, you know the the uh, the the 2000s were a weird time. I can, can you imagine wearing this and then just like walking around in these these belts? Because they're these belt like the ends of the belts are sticking out like half a foot. Can you imagine mm-hmm. just walking mm-hmm. around and every arm movement goes on flipper 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 flipper? Uh, yeah, like getting in and out of cars would be really funny. Like you, you close the door and you get some of the belts in the door jam. God damn it! I'm st- Mokuba. Help! I'm stuck in the door of the Kaibacopter. <laughs> oh, big brother! Not again! Big brother! Let, I, where are you? Where do you keep the spare keys to the Blue Eyes White Jet? God, just horrible. Um, you walk into a Starbucks on. and you like smack someone in the face with your arm belts. <laughs> I mean, hey, now that would be very useful for social distancing. Oh, yeah. No one would want to get within six feet of you if you're wearing this this costume. Keep away. I have these protective arm belts to keep people from invading my personal space. I'll take your eye out with these shoulder pads. God. Uh, moving on. We go back to the duel. Uh, and Gansley uses a card that lets him destroy Yugi's Chimera automatically. However, Chimera has a special ability where when it's destroyed, it can bring back one of the monsters that was used to make it. So It, it basically Yugi... pinatas. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, smack yeah, yeah. it and it explodes into smaller monsters. It, it, it matryoshkas. <laughs> and uh, the, the Russian nesting Chimera uh, reveals... It's monsters all the way down. Uh, the, the real monster was inside us all along. Um, the, the Chimera reveals Burfomet, which is a card I had forgotten about. Burfomet. It's, yeah. Burfy the demon. <laughs> Old Burfs. Old Burf. Big Burfa. <laughs> uh, and, uh, in response, Gansley sacrifices a couple of monsters to summon Rainbow Snake and Ghana, which... Does what it says on the tin. It's a it's, it's a, a snake, snake that is rainbows. <laughs> it's a it's a big it, this, snake. It's a big snake. Uh, this would make amazing gifts. Is the thing because the rainbow is like added in post. I mean, obviously it's an it's an anime, uh, but it's like it's all overlaid. Post. It's overlaid on top of the 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 lines. Does that make sense? Like yeah. No, it's it's, a, like the, it's a second layer on top of the snake with ha- that has a rainbow animation that they just set to loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, the snake is just a masking layer, basically. <laughs> um, it's it's a fun effect, but it, yeah, it's 
there's really not much other else going for it. Like it doesn't do anything special. Yeah. It's just like, ooh, hey, look at me. I'm a fancy snake. It's a big snake. Um, <laughs> look at me. I'm a fancy snake is my Tinder opening move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Gansley has a line where he's he's getting ready to attack because Yugi's low on life points at this point. And Gansley has a line here where he says, the next time you decide to swim with the big fish, pack a life jacket. Because you're sinking fast. <laughs> He's moved on from business jokes to fish jokes. To fish jokes. Uh, we get a brief shot of Taya continuing to climb up out of the hole. And then we go back to the duel. And uh, do you remember, he summoned this last episode, but do you remember La Crumba? I did not remember La Crumba until you just mentioned it again. And I immediately <laughs> forgot what La Crumba is. La Crumba is, I think the alligator from alligator's sword or maybe like like the parent of alligator's sword oh Lekrumba yeah is a is is the cranky kong of alligators <laughs> Rucklumba. um no okay oh yeah so, this is definitely just someone's like deviant art oc it's a and here's it's a gator with like a bullet here's the here's the other thing about it what did you just call the card? Ruklumba. Ruklumba. How's it spelled? Uh, R-U-K-L-A-M-B-A. Okay, I looked Ruklumba. it up. In the Netflix subtitles, I had to go back. I had to, I had to look at this again. It says, it calls this card Lucrumba. <laughs> L-U-C-R-U-M-B-A. This is not the first time I've seen an error in the... Uh... The, the the subtitles. I can't honestly but blame them. It's you're saying it's Raklumba. Yes, Raklumba. So actually that kinda makes sense. If you well, okay, that would only make sense if it was Japanese voice actors because the L and R sounds are effectively interchangeable. So La Crumba, Raklumba, that would make sense. But it's the English dub, so it that argument doesn't hold water uh it's a lizard with hair and like <laughs> for some reason they drew him with nipples uh yes yes uh Reclumba has those pointy nips and, <laughs> now that i'm looking at uh, this thing why did they design him like this <laughs> i i don't understand anything about it especially because gansley orders Reclumba to attack and Reclumba's attack is to fire a giant pink laser from his mouth <laughs> He also, does he refer to Reclumba as his favorite card, too? Oh, does he? I vaguely remember something like that. Uh, you know, I think I know what you're talking about. He he says something like, um, yeah, he's like my favored beast or something. <laughs> it's some gross term. My uh, favorite my, my, beast adventurer. <laughs> it's effectively, he's. I think he's saying like my MVP. It's your boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your, your boy, Lacrumba. Uh, La, La <laughs> um, but yeah, he fires his lasers, I guess, and it's it's like it it's 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 the oatmeal, you know those those the oatmeal comics yeah. where it's always it's the cat fire like the charging up his lasers, puking lasers and rainbows. puking lasers, and it's this giant pink pink laser puke. Why does an alligator puke lasers? <laughs> He's freaking Reclumba the Spirit King. He doesn't have to 
<laughs> justify is that the to... full name of the card? That's the full name of this card. Okay, that makes more sense. I all I'm all I'm seeing is Lacrumba, the old alligator. <laughs> uh so so it fires his lasers. It looks like it's going to kill Yugi because he's at low on life points, but then an unlimited number of Karibo appear and block the attack. Jimmy, what is the plural of Karibo? Karibos? Karibos? Karibai. Karibi. Unlimited Karibi. <laughs> uh, maybe I can Google that too, since we're Googling. Uh, plural Karibo. Plural Karibo. That would be a great band name. Plural Karibo. Uh, Quora.com. What is the plural of Karibo <laughs> in Japanese? Is post? I can't believe it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, in the Japanese. In general, there are no plural forms in Japanese. Certain nouns may attach the suffix tachi or ra, uh, but usually plurality is indicated by a counter or an adjective of quantity. Uh, takusan, meaning many, for example. Uh, my best guess is that the counter for Karibo would be ko, uh, used for round objects, or the generic su counter, uh, possibly hiki as seen above used for small animals so what about in english it, though yeah that's that's what maybe i'm maybe the plural of karibo finding. is karibo like I, jedi I, you know yeah yeah it might be uh urban dictionary says the japanese name or that karibo is the japanese name of the mario enemy goomba so in Japan, Goombas are Karibos, loosely translated as chestnut person. <laughs> That's adorable. Aww. So I think it is. I think the plural of Karibo is just Karibo. Little chestnut people. Yeah, I like it. Urban Dictionary also helpfully lists the stats for Karibo in Yu-Gi-Oh. Thanks, which... Urban Dictionary. Thanks. Thanks, Urban Dictionary. I'll keep that in mind um... next time I'm using Karibo in some kind of slang. <laughs> <laughs> next time you're trying to use Kariba to refer to a sex act <laughs> um so yeah so uh the thing that we saw um boy back in season one where yugi used the multiply card to multiply Kariba in- uh, infinitely um happens here it blocks the attack they absorb the laser and yugi lives Surprise, that's Karibo's deckmaster power that we just haven't been... He hasn't been able to articulate because all he can say is... <laughs> uh, little Yugi takes a moment to take over the body for Big Yugi, and uh, Big Yugi is like... yeah. Yeah, Big, Big Yugi's like kind of surprised. He's like, wait, why did you take over? And Little Yugi goes, no, it's okay. You need to rest. Like, you've taken a lot of damage. Let me Let me fill in here. Sort of implying that they don't share physical damage i guess uh but then immediately after saying that he faints (laughs) yeah he like collapses it's kind of a cool scene because there's two shots where yugi is in control of the body and then he Mm -hmm. collapses and then next shot is more of a close-up and then we see him in spirit form collapsing and pharaoh yugi in the body catches the spirit of yugi yeah, yeah, it was. It's a really He's smooth caught in transition. His own arms. 
Yeah. Boy, wouldn't that be handy? So do the do the the yugis each perceive themselves as being spirits when they're in control of the body? Because it seems oh. like they both picture themselves as having the body and then the other one is like next to them in spirit form. Yeah. Kind of in two places yeah. at once. Yeah, I guess it is it is sort of like uh like both of them and neither of them control the body. Yeah. I thought it was kind like of I wa- a cool scene. I wonder I wonder if like in their perspective, technically there's three Yugi's. The father, there's the son, and the Yugi. Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both the Holy Spirit in this case. The Pharaoh, there's... the Yugi, and the Millennium Spirit. Right, right. <laughs> well, but there's there'd be big Yugi, little Yugi, and then form of Yugi, the Yugi shell, the body, the body. That's too right? many Yugi's. <laughs> I mean, there's already too many Yugi's. What's one more? <laughs> well, there's already. Who was it that had all the the ghosts in their body? Was it Taya, who had like Taya had a couple. Of, yeah, Taya had Bakura and um. Good Merrick? Oh, Less right. bad Merrick. <laughs> the other you remember Merrick? <laughs> Not appearing in this season so far, I guess. Yeah, so far. Um How do those anyway, guys yeah, so, perceive each other when they're in spirit form? God. I mean, they they didn't like each other, so they probably no. tried not to. <laughs> it's like musical you're chairs. Spirit, with you're a here spi- and I spiky haired body. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Mom said it's my turn on the body. <laughs> I mean, they're playing everyone as John at this point. <laughs> yeah, we need to. You know what we need to do? We need to play. We need to make a Yu-Gi-Oh themed "Everyone Is John" to play on the show. <laughs> everyone is the Millennium Spirit. Everyone is the Millennium Spirit. I love that idea. Um. So okay. So I. Yeah, that happens. Big Yugi has to take over again, basically, after little Yugi has that whole speech of, uh, uh, no, let me take over. It'll be fine. <laughs> Gansley, at this point, he's like, okay, you've used your Karibo special ability. You're that fool. means You've walked right into uh, my trap. Didn't you read the rules uh, that I didn't tell you about? Yeah, he says, according to the Deckmaster rulebook, which... Is there a book that we can read? That would be really nice. Uh, he says, All according to the Deskmaster rulebook, made up and is not telling anyone. I yeah, the, according to the Deskmaster the Deckmaster rulebook, and then he points to his head. <laughs> uh, he says, now that Karibo's special ability has been mo- used, Karibo is on the field and can be attacked. So you don't have to necessarily summon your Deckmaster once you use their power. They suddenly just are there on the field and count as a monster. Which I, I guess. guess doesn't apply to Gansley because he is the deck master. Yeah, what's the what's the deal with him? Right? Because if that were the case, Gansley himself would be on the field and could be attacked directly. Right? It 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 doesn't come up. I'm <laughs> They're really playing fast and loose with the quote-unquote rules here. Again, Deckmaster rulebook taps head. 
so okay, so we cut away. We cut New back game to Taya. Format. Gansley wins. <laughs> hey, I know that game. Uh, we we cut back to Taya. She's running uh, away from the hole. Like you said, the penguin is nowhere to be found. Uh, she hears the giants behind her and is running away from the giants. Her socks are still incredibly white. Uh, and she has, I actually really like this scene. It's, it's a bad scene, but it's done well because she does this like internal narration the whole time where she's going like, Oh man, the giants are right behind me. Oh, I got to run faster. Oh no, there's a cliff. Oh man, what am I going to do? Oh look, there's a rope bridge. Well, maybe I can, maybe I can cross the virtual rope bridge. Oh wow. The giants are getting real, (laughs) real close. Yeah. She's like, not only is she doing this narration, but she's also like, grunting and like breathing from the exertion the whole time yeah it's um it's it's a lot like that tomb raider remake oh where she's constantly like thinking about what to do next and then like falling down crevasses and nearly getting stabbed and impaled by uh branches and shit yeah the one that was just like horribly gruesome for no real reason (laughs) yeah you fall in a river and then you like miss the quick time event and a branch just like goes straight through your neck Oh God. Yeah. I wasn't very good at that game. So I watched that scene a lot. <laughs> uh, it's basically that though. Uh, it plays out like a radio drama. Like you could turn the TV off at this point and just listen and you would get the, the picture. Uh, she finds a rope bridge. She starts to cross it. The giants fall her onto the rope bridge. The rope bridge falls apart. The giants fall into the river. She hangs onto the rope bridge because this is pirates from the Caribbean now. Yeah. <laughs> Taya's of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirate Queen um, Taya. I want to watch that show. Hell yeah, I'd watch that show. Is that just One Piece, though? <laughs> that might just be One Piece. God, her freaking pirate flag would be the friendship symbol. Oh my god. Like black and white. That'd be horrible. Actually, no, that'd be a very popular show. Um, Did anything else happen in that scene? I think that might have been it. No. Um, this oh, this was the real part where she remembers like, oh no, I'm not alone. I have friends and this rope bridge. Yeah. Oh, she's like, oh no. If only my friends were here to like encourage me to cross this bridge because it's like over this terrifying crevasse. Wait, I have I have friends and therefore I'm not alone. And they are cheering me on. They would want me to cross this bridge. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, do it for Duke. <laughs> uh. We cut back to the duel. Yugi draws Swift Gaia, the Fierce Knight. So, I guess all monsters have extra adjectives in the virtual world? I wanted to bring this up, Tyler. I was... Because remember last episode when he got uh, obnoxious Celtic Guardian? And we were like, why uh-huh. is Celtic Guardian so obnoxious? Um, I actually had to look it up. Celtic Guardian is a different card than obnoxious Celtic Guardian. Oh, okay. Obnoxious How Celtic is Guardian is exactly like Celtic Guardian, but it can't be destroyed by monsters that have only over 1,900 attack power. Wait, how much attack power does it have? Like 1,200 or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's not like a, there's not like a 100 attack power window or something. No. But like if you have a, a, a strong monster, you can't kill it, I guess, is what makes it obnoxious. That would be obnoxious yeah okay (laughs) why they chose the word obnoxious i'm not sure 
God what damn is this. Swift Gaia, the fierce knight. Gotta go fast. <laughs> I okay, gotcha. I just love that I love that Gaia the Fierce Knight already had an adjective. Like it's already fierce. Yeah. Now it's swift and fierce. Just use a different word entirely. I don't know. Let's look him up. Gaia the Swift Knight. Gaia the Speedy Knight. Fierce Swift the Gaia Knight. Too fierce, too swift. Uh, let's see. Is that different from Gaia the Fierce Knight? English. If this is the only card in your hand, you can normal summon it without tributing. Oh, okay. I don't think that was the case here. I think it tributes. He tributes uh, 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 Burphy. Burphy the, the Wonder Demon. Yeah, Gaia the Fierce Knight does not have that ability. Okay. All right. So, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just Gaia, but faster. But okay, cool. The thing is, they look uh, exactly the same. Yeah, there's no there's no visible change. There's no audio change. Swift Gaia the Fierce Knight comes out on the field. Uh, Yugi activates Rainbow Blessing and uh, equips it to Karibo. Like you said, it can only be equipped to Karibo. And it turns Karibo into a rare Neopet? It looks like Karibo got the invincibility star from Mario. I mean, yeah, basically. And and uh, uh, fucking Gansley calls it out, right? He's like, what, you expect to win with rainbows and fuzzballs? <laughs> Very good line. So uh, good. Yes, but Yugi believes in the power of Karibo, and Karibo forms a rainbow arch. <gasps> you can't defeat me. I've got the power of God and anime on my side. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Karibo forms a rainbow bridge from Yugi over the entire battlefield to Gansley. To Asgard. To oh, Asgard. Uh... Which lets Gaia uh, gallop the rainbow bridge and directly into Gansley's life points. And his heart. And his heart. <laughs> Reflector hole doesn't work on direct attacks against your life points. Right. And so... The attack works, and Yugi wins. That part was a little strange to me. This, this is why I think that Karibo was in the spirit realm somehow, because nobody ever explains that Reflector Hole doesn't work on direct attacks. And, and Big Yugi says, like, this was another secret that we learned from Karibo. We were able to and figure Karibo it gives out. Him like a Karibo gives him a knowing look. <laughs> Uh yeah and and uh and Yugi wins the duel. Hooray. Gansley <laughs> evaporates into the digital mist. Yeah, yeah. Gans- never to be <laughs> Gansley never to be seen again. Uh is imprisoned in this virtual realm forever or at least until someone pulls the plug. Right. <laughs> Shuts down the servers for maintenance. <laughs> oh no, until they move to uh to virtual world 2. <laughs> until they update the patch. Oh man, they gotta get the they gotta get the servers ready for the PS5. It's not backwards compatible. Patch notes deleted, <laughs> deleted Gansley. You know, that's that's fine. I I want some balance updates for Gansley. I think is what I want. A dialogue box box pops up. Delete this disembodied soul. Yes. No. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the thing that, uh, replaces Gansley is a plain wooden door. Just kind of in just... the middle of the, the 
lake that they were standing by. Yep. And Yugi looks at it and goes, this seems fine. <laughs> this spooky door seems legit. I'll just walk into it. Does Yugi and... walk over the water? I was trying to figure that out. I think so. I think it's... Uh, there There must be an invisible plane there or something that he's able to step on. Because it's just floating in the middle of the air. I mean, it's it's all virtual, Jimmy. Yeah. So... Although, I mean, going back to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit remarks that we made earlier, maybe Yugi could always walk on water. He does have ancient powers. That's true. That's true. If if you had ancient powers, you would want one of them to be can walk on water, right? And as we all know from the Bible, pharaohs are always trying to one-up God with different miracles. That's true. Which usually doesn't work That's out true. well for them, but in this case, it works. In this case, I think it's fine. Do you think Yugi... And again, like for for listeners who've been you know listening through the the whole show, we're at a point now where I'm going in blind as well. I really don't know what happens from here on out. Do we get to a point where Yugi duels God? <laughs> Do we get to a point where Yugi uh, captures God in the form of a card and sends him out to fight Kaiba? Because he already oh, did. With he kind Slifer. of already did. Yeah, yeah. Could God make a Duel Monsters <laughs> deck so good that he could not duel himself? These are the questions of our time. <laughs> uh, Yugi walks through the door. We fade to Noah in his uh, uh, architect-style TV lair, and he menacingly comp- contemplates whether the Big Five are up to the task of defeating these children. That's because the end of you the shouldn't, you should never send a businessman to do a child's job. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da! Jimmy, what was the best part of this episode for you? The best part of this episode for me was Yugi literally winning the duel with the power of friendship and rainbows, telling you, the yeah. viewer, that this is Yu-Gi-Oh season three. There's an evil yeah. man, and Yugi will use the power of his friends and the heart of the cards to defeat them. It reminds me a lot of, um, do you remember that Twitter account, Your Fave Hates Turfs? Vaguely. So, uh, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll get political for a second. I believe that trans rights are human rights, and I, I think that if you're a turf, you're wrong. Um, the the uh, account, Your Fave Hates Turfs, was run by, I think, a kid in high school. Uh, I don't know if it's still going, but this kid would just Photoshop different characters from from pop culture onto the trans flag and there were definitely a few that were Yu-Gi-Oh characters i do remember so, some of these coming across my feed so yeah one of, one of my favorites was yugi moto hates turfs and i think this episode proves that there you go rainbow power rainbow power oh what was your favorite oh i did uh, want to say that my fa- bonus hmm. favorite was yugi catching himself Yes, that I mean that shot obviously was really well done. I that that's one of the things that if they made a live action Yu Gi Oh movie, like that kind of a shot is really what we'd want to see because it, it like you were saying, explains that like uh, balance yeah, between the two. That Yugi's. spirit body dichotomy. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't yeah, think we've seen anything really like good. that before in this show. Not, I mean, certainly not so far. Uh, 
maybe in the movie a little bit when we watched the movie, but not to the same degree. Uh, my my favorite was sort of related. The lighting in the show suddenly got really good. Did you notice this? I did notice there were a couple of really good lighting shots, especially at the end there when we saw Noah in his spooky room. Yeah. It looked like he was just like in the middle of some vast like hangar. And like his setup was like right in the middle. And it was just like a small lit vignette of these like hologram panels surrounding him, giving off this glow with all these like cables snaking off into the darkness. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was like it was like somebody on, on the animation team had finally watched a noir movie. Cause all the lighting was very like harsh and dramatic and 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 dynamic. Uh, and, you know, again, like back to the lighting on Kaiba's jacket, right? Had all these extra details that we don't really see before. Hey, guys, you uh, know what I just discovered? Shadows. <laughs> right. I mean, kind of. That's what it felt like. It really felt like they had hired someone who knew what a shadow was and they just started putting them everywhere and it really worked. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, but how about the worst part of this episode for you? Uh, last episode had a lot of Taya running away. This episode, we got a lot of Taya running away. Was that necessary? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tack onto this. My worst was, was related. It It's not just that it's like, oh, here's Taya running away. Because, like, everybody's got to run away at some point. Like, there's always going to be that point where it's like, oh, this is a challenge that's too big for me to handle. I need to retreat. But it's... <sighs> No one but Yugi did anything of substance for these three episodes. Yeah, we didn't even see any of the other characters this whole episode. Right, we didn't I th- We didn't need to see them the last two episodes. I think we saw Joey for like two seconds. Like did at we? the beginning, just like wandering oh. around that castle he was in and being like, where is everybody? And like threatening the yeah. big five. And then we just cut away and don't even see him again. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. It just doesn't... It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that we would make a three-part episode that explicitly has, like, all right, here's two different damsels in distress that nothing happens, that they continue to be in distress for the entire three parts. Here's our, you know, three side characters uh uh joey tristan and 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 duke doing nothing for three episodes here's the kaiba brothers talking about their backstory for half an episode we could have easily had like three different like side stories happening and then they finally join up and unite them but instead it's like yeah yugi gets a duel the kaiba brothers get a backstory and then the other guys are just kind of standing around wondering where they are yeah exactly like i think i think you could do this as three separate episodes and just like it's fine that the characters don't all appear in the same place like this is what you get for splitting the party yeah you you can very easily have separate characters in different places doing different things but they just decide one character is going to have things to do and the others are just going to not Right. I think that would be okay. It's only 20 minutes. 
And we could have done one episode that was just the duel. We could have done one episode that was just Taya. We could have done one episode that was just uh, everyone else. But we don't. We get three half-assed duel episodes. Or one one episode, I guess, that was, that was the Kaiba brothers, and one episode that's everybody else. Yeah. But yeah, no, then we, then we get this, like, movie-length nothing. <laughs> this is an hour. This is an hour, Jimmy. This is 60 minutes. Tick, 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 tick. Thank you. Well, unless there's anything else you want to add about the episode, this will be the point in which we invite my lovely partner, Lauren, into the studio. Lauren, would you join us? She's moving her chair over. While she does so, I'll remind you that if you want to get in touch, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com or Twitter and Instagram at yampod. Uh, also, especially important right now, if you go to the episode description, you can click on the link for blacklivesmatters.card.co. Uh, there are a bunch of places there that you can help uh, donate to and demand justice. Demand justice for Breonna Taylor, for Jacob Blake. Uh, demand justice for so many people whose names I can't even really remember or list honestly because for any list that you make there are going to be a million names that you leave out so that's a very important thing that we need to all be uh, paying attention to right now on that downer of a note let's bring it back to lauren hi hi Hi. i was trying to come up with like a like a title for you and i couldn't remember it and it was commissioner was oh it is commissioner yeah uh, we bring in Commissioner Lauren. Please, the High Commissioner. The High Commissioner, are you are you high right now? Are you, is that? You wish. No. We bring in High Commissioner Lauren. I have been enjoying seeing Lauren in the background walking around in your like robe, taking swigs from your bottle there. <laughs> <laughs> Truly living yeah, your this best is the, life. Uh, it's crunch time, people. <laughs> it's crunch time. England has decided to be cold again. And I have a uh, week left of my postgraduate studies. It is in the uh, home stretch. It's, it's getting so real. You get what you get at this point. It's getting real, folks. <laughs> uh, we bring Lauren onto the show every week to play a little game we like to call "You Activated My Podcast" Season Three, Yu-Gi-Oh! Not Season Two. Enter the task. Dungeon. God, we've got to come up with a abbreviation for that or something. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, that'd I be, disagree. That'd be you just yeah. want no, Lauren. I, you, Lauren, I you like just want Tyler to have thing. to say the whole thing every time. Yeah, I do. Jimmy, I, do. I think I think the abbreviation. If we made it an acronym, I think the acronym would be longer than the actual thing. That'd be Y A M P O D S three. Uh, Y G O N S two. E-T-T-D. We just need to rewrite it so it forms some, like, agents of dipshit type. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, On this show within a show, uh, this is the part of the show where Jimmy and I each have a team of monsters from season three, and we pit them against each other in a series of tasks that Lauren has prepared for us. Uh, Jimmy, before we hear the tasks, you and I each need to pick a monster. Uh, for oh, the listener you made at home, it fancy. I, I did make it fancy. I have included a link uh, for the listener to a spreadsheet that includes our teams, who we've picked so far, what the challenges have been, who's won, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so look for that in the show notes as well. Uh, Jimmy, for this week, 
I am going to pick. I I was reading up on Chiron the Mage the other day. I like Chiron the Mage a lot, uh, but I don't want to waste Chiron the Mage. I think because we had such a good Karibo episode, I'm going to pick Karibo. Oh, for all this right. Week. Who are you going to pick? Mm, that is a great question. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pick something that could very easily be called the opposite of Karibo. I'm going to pick Dark Geroid. Dark Geroid? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm, i am got to remember what Dark Geroid looks like. Please click yeah, on him Dark so Geroid Lauren can see here. Dark Gerald. Dark Geroid. My boy, Jer. Jerry. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he kind of looks like the th- the thing from The Thing. Oh, I love Dark Geroid. What do you think about Karibo? Excellent. I think Dark Geroid would eat Karibo for breakfast. <laughs> Dark yeah. Geroid would, like, absorb Karibo and then, like, form these, like, Karibo blisters all over its body. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, oh, I, oh, I hate that. What would happen when you pop them? <laughs> Thousands tiny of... Tiny Karibos would come <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, It'd God, like, like spiders. <laughs> like spiders. All these little tiny Karibos would come out. Oh, <laughs> God. All right. Dark, Ger- Dark Geroid versus Karibo is the lineup today. Hi, Commissioner Lauren. What is our task? Well... You said at the beginning when you introduced it that it's tasks that I have have dreamed up for you. But this week, the second week of the show, I have done zero work and I have instead farmed the work out to someone else. Ah, oh. yes. This is good business. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> Gansley would be proud. Crea- the creator of this game, this version of this game, Simmy. Ah uh, yes, listener Simi. Listener Simi has sent in suggestions. And Wonderful. We're going to use one really? of those today. Yes. Yeah, I received an email. Mm-hmm. I, I never read the email because <laughs> I received an email from Simi that said, "Tyler, do not read this." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I forwarded that on to Lauren, and it contained. If I'm the High Commissioner, what is Simi's title for creating the game? Uh the architect. Ooh, I like it. Very nice. Simi City. Simi. <laughs> there it is. Mayor of Simi City. The architect. <laughs> the architect. Uh, all right. So, what did we receive from the mayor of Simi City? <laughs> colon, the architect. Gentlemen, your task today, should you choose to accept? Do we have a choice? <laughs> we don't have a choice. Well, <laughs> I mean, we could cut the podcast short. Well, I could just hang up this call. Titled. <laughs> well, that's could. true. That that's, would that yeah. would be a choice. We have a title and a description. Okay. The title is Pop Off. You have to make a music video. What genre and style do you use? Do you record your own vocals? Are you dancing? Paint us a picture of this new banger. Oh, my God. Thanks for writing in, Simi. Wow. Okay, Simi, thank you. I I have an immediate answer. I, I, know, I know exactly... <laughs> know exactly what the music video would look like for karibo jimmy what do you wh- where are you at i know exactly what dark geroid's music video would be like 
<laughs> okay. I forget I forget who went first last time. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? I'll go first. Okay. Please. Dark Jeroid plays every instrument. <laughs> at once? Yes. Dark Jeroid is a one-man band. I mean, look at this. This thing. A one monster a one band. Dual monster band. It's got how many arms? One, two, three, four. At least That's an oxymoron. <laughs> at least six. And two of them are just feet. Um but let's see. It has You could play something with feet though. It it's got the two let's see, let's start from the top and make our way down. Uh it has two fr- from its top shoulders. <laughs> this is the way I do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it has two like uh claws at the ends of its arms. Uh, and it would use I hate the, looking at this. <laughs> it would use that to do some like synth pop kind of st- stuff on a keyboard. Mm. Like do, 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 uh, making our way downtown. It's got a second pair of arms, uh, which I feel like it would use skillfully to play the guitar. Uh, and then the, the third set of arms down at the bottom, I think, would be on drums. Because that's closest mm. to where the feet are. And then it would have some of its feet coming forward to play the drums as well. So it's playing all these instruments simultaneously, and then um, with its two mouths, because it has two mouths, uh, let's see, the central mouth in kind of the torso area here would be main vocals, and then the head sticking out of its, like, crotch region (laughs) would be backup (laughs) vocals. Oh, Dark Jeroid is all... I never saw the first mouth until yeah, now. Me. Dark Jeroid oh. is an all-in-one boy <laughs> band. And its music video would Whoa. be in a well-lit room with, like, <laughs> Matrix cameras surrounding it on all sides. And then... It, it's a singular, singular boy <laughs> band. <laughs> it's just the one boy. And then the... Dark Jeroid, colon, it's just the one boy. <laughs> Dark Jared would have Matrix style uh, 360-degree panoramic cameras. And then mm-hmm. at various points of the music video, they would focus on each individual performance that it's doing, zooming in and out, <laughs> so we get the full perspective of how it's uh, playing its song. That is how Dark Jared would make a music video. And it would be rad as hell. It wow. sounds rad as hell. I okay. I was feeling confident about my idea. <laughs> I'm not anymore. Karibo is a mumblecore rapper. <laughs> Karibo is the kind of artist that writes lyrics and then does everything in their power to hide them from you. Everything in the music video sounds like, well, it's Karibo. Karibo sounds like, (laughs) over like a lo-fi hip-hop and chill beat. So you've got like- Lo-fi chill study beats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got like the vinyl- uh, uh, oh, I love that hum, vinyl crackle. That, that I have crackle. to tell you, I am not a person who finds ASMR appealing. I, in fact, it does the opposite. It makes like a sort of a headache feeling in the back of my brain. I don't like it, but I really like that vinyl crackle sound. The I vinyl don't know crackle what it is. is good, and it's got like like an eight oh eight beat on top of it, you know. And then the music video is just Karibo driving a low rider Cadillac. <laughs> 
uh, through town. You, you see. Do like, you know what you're describing right now? No. What? You're describing cousin it coming to the Adams family party in Adams family yeah. values. And it's and yeah. it's just drop it like it's hot play. <laughs> yeah. But that's so so exactly what I'm picturing is low rider Cadillac, uh, just one arm on the wheel, one tiny little one tiny little green arm on the wheel. Does Karibo have like a booster seat? How is he driving the car? It's not not shown. Does he have a pork pie hat? No. Oh. He has he has a wide brim like uh uh classic movie pimp hat. <laughs> uh this just giant like white hat, right? Uh and and he's going and then you look up and then you look up the lyrics right, you on the internet the and they're like button. super filthy. <laughs> exactly. They're just like you're about, just like, oh my god. Talking about Karibo's sexual conquests <laughs> in 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 graphic detail. Uh on on the level with like smell yo dick. Uh and it it the the brilliance behind Karibo as an artist is every album. Every every music video, every single and every album, effectively every piece of media that Karibo releases is part of an ARG. So there are clues in the words and rhythm to Karibo's song that lead you to various websites, which lead you to various other Duel Monsters cards, which eventually lead you to a buried treasure. And that buried treasure is a picture of Karibo giving you the finger. <laughs> so you the have claw, to, really. Right, the claw, the claw. And you, so you have to like, okay, I gotta, I gotta listen to, uh, I gotta find the secret, the, the uh, uh, hashtag true lyrics to Karibo's uh, latest hit single. And I have to listen to the Morse code that is encrypted in the way that Karibo raps. And I have to use the two to build a cipher that uncovers the coordinates where the treasure is buried. All the while Karibo is rapping about how many times he's done your mama. Are we going to do this like we did last last time where Jimmy gets a, a rebuttal to refine any points? I mean, yeah, if he if wants. You want I feel like Jimmy's pitch was pretty refined. I'm still reeling from it. Uh, I would like to add that Dark Jeroid's tail would be on the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Karibo uh, would have an entourage that is the various other Karibos that, I don't know if you're listening as part of the episode, Lauren, there's a list of alternate Karibos, including like Junk Karibo. Uh, there's a, a swashbuckler a metal Karibo, um, winged Karibo. I was reading about uh, associated artifacts from grave burials. Oh, well, that's conservation. You know, everyone has has their hobbies. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I called it a hobby. I said <laughs> wow. it before I realized what I was saying. Oh no! Oh no! Get, what am I doing? This hole? Get me out! <laughs> um, that's okay. Anyway, his posse would be other various forms of Karibo. Yeah, that makes sense. I like both of these ideas. God, I love this segment. This was the best idea we've had. <laughs> we need to, I think somebody needs to make these music videos a reality. If somebody could just animate these for us, that would be lovely. Uh, hi, Commissioner Lauren. You have heard the pitches. Now it is time to select a winner. 
Hmm. This is a this is a hard one. This is a difficult one for me. Uh, in no small part because of that hobby comment. Um. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> Why do I keep digging this hole? Oh God! Somebody take the you. shovel away. <laughs> I. <clears throat> Why am I in this hand basket? Why is it so warm? I'm sorry, Jimmy. It probably would be a better music video, but describing a scene from the Adams Family values will always, will always get me. I have. To Where's the originality? It's well. yeah. so funny. Hashtag justice for Dark Jeroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dark Jeroid was robbed at the VMAs. You know, I, I never I never uh, was operating under the assumption that my opinions are correct. <laughs> They're just the ones that decide the outcome. <laughs> uh, that's kind of the whole basis for this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, that concludes this week's edition of You Activated My Podcast Season 3, Yu-Gi-Oh! not season two enter the task dungeon thanks again listener simi for sending in that task thank you pardon me mayor of sim simi city <laughs> colon the architect thank you for sending in that task uh once again if you want to get in touch with us reach out at you activated my podcast at gmail.com you can also visit our website heart of the dot cards uh and in the show notes you will see a link to all the stuff we've talked about today um once again before we go black lives matter trans rights or human rights uh if you don't agree with either of those i don't know how you're still listening to the show maybe you should stop uh next week we're gonna be talking about season three episode five uh freeze play part one which i've just read the description involves crump <laughs> oh boy you know crump <laughs> my favorite character crump until next time you expect to win with rainbows and fuzzballs <laughs>